guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Almost fell out of the chair there. Did you see that? I don't know if you can tell, but I just finished sneezing super big. All right. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. First, I just want to say thank you to everyone for such positive feedback on this past week's episode, episode 74, Let's Get Real. Just the waves of affirmation and support and encouragement that have come as a result of that video are overwhelming. And I'm just so grateful, Jesus, for that gift and praise you for that inspiration in your most holy name. So thank thank you, all of you. And thank you for your prayers. So so immensely appreciated. I even had one man share with me that he takes joy and hope in his prayer time in adoration. So, oh my goodness, if you are inspired to pray with these videos in any way, praise be to God. And I just give all of that glory over to God because it's all him and not me. To Jesus through Mary, am I right? Sorry, guys. I also feel like I have something in my eye, but we're not stopping. It's going to be fine. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Probably the people who listen to this as a podcast and the stuff that they're like, Morgan, what are you talking about? Just focus. Sorry. I know you can't see me. Um, Yeah. So this week after last week's episode and in light of it and having gone to confession today, I just really want to share Something that a priest once said in a homily. I don't know if he phrased it like this, but the way I internalized it. Did you just see me spit? Hashtag humility. The way I internalized this priest's message was life with God is a lot like climbing a mountain. Specifically when it comes to overcoming sin. Now, no analogy of God is ever going to be perfect. Even though St. Patrick, whom we love and is a special patron of Joy and Hope, we pray his special prayer before every episode. We being me, myself, and I, yes, it's gotten to that point where we talk to ourselves. We pray his prayer every time before an episode. We love him. And even though he's always pictured with a shamrock and preaching the Trinity and the truth of that, helping people understand that in Ireland because the three leaves show how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all one, but they remain distinct, etc. Like, that is an analogy, and it's imperfect just because no, no analogy, nothing can ever capture or fully encompass the glory and grandeur of God. So, just want to make that super clear. This priest, me, neither of us are claiming, like, 
here's exactly what the Christian walk of life is like or climb in this sense. And we'll get to it in a second, but just wanted to make that disclaimer right off the bat. So I have read a lot of spiritual readings, especially because being a theology major in college, a lot of it was assigned for class and for course study. And one of those things was The Interior Castle by St. Teresa of Avila. If I'm saying her name wrong, she's not upset. She's perfectly happy in heaven, but just that, that's St. Teresa. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, what she was saying and what she was alluding to, again, it's an analogy. So her analogy was not a perfect idea um, of the Christian way of life either. But for her, she was like, the closer you come to God, it's like a castle. And Jesus is the king of the throne room at the center. And she had all these different analogies for what the rooms meant and maybe even what she thinks God revealed to her in prayer. Not saying any of that's not legit. Okay, cool. But for me, it's really, really discouraging, almost said encouraging, excuse me, hashtagging humility all over the place today. For her, um, she said that like, no matter how close you come to the innermost part of the interior castle in your soul, in your own heart toward God, the moment you commit mortal sin, you are cast out of the castle. You have to start back over from square one. You have to go through all the rooms again. At least I'm pretty sure. Again, it's been a while. I could have done more research. Not going to lie to you. But that that is just what I internalize her message to be, okay? And for me, and as someone who has struggled with mortal sin a lot in her life, which is sad but true. So it just really is discouraging to be like, are you kidding Like every time I mess up, I'm totally back to square one. Like everything that I've tried to do is completely discounted up to this point. Again, might not at all be what Teresa of Avila was like going for. Okay. But it is true. And this is church teaching that mortal sin is higher than venial sin. I don't remember which episode it was. I want to guess 25, but it'll be in the description below. If you want to go to a past episode I've done with my friends, Daniel and Luke, we talked about the different degrees of sin. So you can learn a little bit more there. There's venial sin, lesser sin. It doesn't totally separate you from God. Um, It's just kind of like lessening your relationship with God. The analogy me, again, analogies aren't perfect, Me, Daniel, and Luke, though, talked about how, like, if God is our arm and we are the little hairs on our arm, um, venial sin is, like, pulling at those hairs. Like, venial sin's pulling me away from God a little bit. Maybe, like, scotch tape if I put it down and then rip it off. Like, it might not take my hair off of my arm, but it's definitely, like, this pull. Like, and you feel it. So you can feel, hopefully, if your conscience is well-formed, that when you sin, you are being pulled away from God in a sense. However, mortal sin is like duct tape. And whenever you put it on your arm and you rip it, ouch, you're going to feel the disconnect there. So when we commit mortal sin, yes, we do separate ourselves from God. And the church teaches that only the sacrament of confession can heal that break. But what I want to talk about today is that we're not totally cast out of the castle. 
the Lord does not forsake us when these things happen. Even if by our own choosing, we've separated ourselves from him, he is still running toward us. He has not let us go completely. And he is still loving us and fighting for us. And in a way, this is analogous to climbing a mountain. So I've never climbed a mountain in this sense, but kudos to y'all who have. So I'm not even going to remember like the technical terms for it, but like the kind of climbing when you are literally just scaling the cliff of a mountain and whatever it's called, like the thing that you have to like shove into the cliff um, and like tie a rope to so that if you like are climbing past that point and fall, you're caught at that stake. So you don't fall to your death. You are caught. So in this sense, the Christian walk slash climb of life, especially when we're talking about overcoming sin, I think, and this priest was saying, is a lot like this. Because you do, you start at the bottom. Like you're born, okay, we're increasing in virtue. Maybe you mess up. Okay, you're on the ground. There's nowhere to go but up. Something that the same man who reached out to me to share, um, shared with me. He was like, I've also had some really hard times in my life, but like it has really brought me comfort to know that in those times it will only get better from here. Awesome. Such a great point. So like, let's say we are starting from the ground the first time. Okay. So we're going to climb and maybe it's just like a couple steps, but it's a, it's a couple steps and it's enough to where that if we fall, we're not going to fall to our death. Okay. But eventually we get to a point where we need that stake in the rock. We need that, um, let's think of a way to call it a better name. That was a really poor phrase right there. Yep. Um, like a checkpoint. We'll call it a checkpoint. Again, no idea what these things are actually called. But boom, stake in the rock, checkpoint. Okay, that checkpoint represents confession. So every time I go to confession, boom, stake in the cliff. I am closer to Christ. I receive that sacramental grace. I'm on my way again. If I fall, I'm only falling back to that stake because when we go to confession and we're truly sorry for our sins and we do penance, the penance that the priest gives us, we are truly freed from those sins. God doesn't look on them anymore. He doesn't see them. He does not hold them against us. We've gone to confession. We've received his grace. Therefore, I start climbing again. I'm trying to live a virtuous life. Boom, mess up. This time when I fall, it's not back to square one. It's not, okay, it doesn't matter that I've been to confession before. It's all the same and I have to confess everything over again. No, that last stake, that last confession is the last point we drove into that rock. That's why when we walk into confession, make the sign of the cross and say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. The very next thing we say is it has been blank amount of time since my last confession. God forgives us as we go along. I'm going to be very honest. I have encountered a lot more Protestant Christian brothers, brothers and sisters in the past several months. And something that I, I'm just very curious, like how they reconcile in themselves is this notion 
Because if Jesus already died and forgave all of your sins, is it just a free-for-all? Like every time you pray, you just say like in your heart, God, I'm sorry. And it's supposed to be like over. Like I just, I don't understand that because it's like, then if you've accepted Jesus into your heart and you say that you're saved, can you go murder whoever you want or commit adultery and still just be fine because you've been saved and believe in Jesus? That, I don't believe that's enough. And I don't believe that's the truth. That's why I am a member of the Catholic Church, why I've never left. I believe this church was instituted by Christ. I believe that this is the truth, that confession and that sacraments confer grace. I was just reading today in scripture. It's in the book of Numbers. I don't remember what chapter. It's really early on. I want to say maybe chapter three, but it talked about confession and ways to make atonement for sin. Like, okay, I'm not over here offering a burnt ram or anything like that for my sins, but I think it's it's so true and so valid. Like, yes, like there are ancient roots for the sacraments, for confession, especially. Like, why why would Jesus have wanted to throw that completely out the window? I don't believe he did. I believe that he gave his apostles and therefore priests the ability to forgive these sins. And I just want to attest y'all to the power of sacramental grace. Like it's real. It is truly real. It has truly changed my life. Like I don't say this just to like, oh, count a bunch of conversions like on my card that I'm going to show St. Peter when I get to heaven. Like, no, no, no. Like God converts people. God changes hearts. I'm just here to share the truth. But this is the truth. Like this is it. And I found it. And I just am on fire for wanting to share that with other people. So when you go to confession, you get to drive that stake home into that cliff. And you get to keep climbing knowing that you don't want to fall. Look at this. I got so worked up. Also, I feel like I wear this scarf a lot. So if I had merchandise, this would be the joy and hope scarf thanks Erin it's my sisters um but like you get to keep climbing and yeah you don't want to fall and you have your eyes set on heaven and set on Christ and yeah it's true sometimes you are gonna fall again or you are gonna mess up you are gonna slip into some old sins and bad habits and guess what when you fall you don't fall to your death you aren't condemned to hell every day on earth is in Christ. And every time you make good decisions, you grow closer to him. And even when you make a bad decision, he doesn't give up on you. He does not give up on you. He doesn't want to give up on you ever. I'm going to speak this word of truth into my heart as much as anyone else. Jesus, in your most holy name, help us to receive it and believe it as true. If you desire to go to heaven, Jesus is not going to let you be lost. If you commit a mortal sin, run to confession because he's waiting there to embrace you and to give you that grace to confer it through the person of that priest and to bring you back into his sheepfold. He wants to put you back on his shoulders, carry you home, love you, fight for you. And you have to do your part. Boom, confession keep climbing. You fall again. Guess what? You only fall back to that last confession. So today, brothers and sisters, just 
please just hear this. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, hear this truth that you can keep climbing and that you can know that every time you go to confession, it really does make a difference and matter. Even if you don't see the graces in the moment or feel them, because our faith isn't a feeling. But I promise you that if you are truly sorry for your sins, you tell the Lord you're sorry in this sacrament and go on your way. If you stop to take notice each day what he's doing in your heart and your life, you'll see, even if it's just one day in one moment, oh, I didn't mess up today. Praise God. Lord, help us to focus on those good days and on the ways you have created us to remain in you, to remain rooted in your truth, in your love, and the reality that we are beloved daughters and sons. All for your greater glory, O oh God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you guys liked this video, please do me a favor and actually hit the like button below. If this resonated in your heart and you're like, I really need to share this with so-and-so, there's a button to do that too. Look down below. It's the little weird arrow thing. Just click share. You can do it on social media. That would be awesome. Feel free to tag me in it, Morgan Mueller, or... If you haven't already become a patron on Patreon, if you feel called to become a patron and give monetarily, that would be so amazing. Thank you to the 45 patrons who have already decided to join me on this journey. Your support, love, and encouragement means so much to me. Thank y'all. God bless each and every one of you and see you back here next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.